Where the hell is Birch? He's meant to be here 45 minutes ago. Ah, oh, bloody hell. Oh, there you are. Sean, sorry, I'm late. Are you okay? You on the... The door's locked. Yeah, yeah, the door's locked. The windows? Yeah, 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 the windows are locked, yeah. What's up? Oh, my God, you... You okay? You seem a bit... I have stumbled upon a major government conspiracy. Okay? Flipping hell. What? What are you talking about? I know who did it, Sean. I know who did it. Who did what? I know who the Zodiac Killer is. You're trying to tell me that you know who the Zodiac Killer is. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a bit more composed now. Yes, yeah, I, I have figured out who he is. Or she. Or she. Right, okay. <laughs> you already sound a little bit unsure about it. Okay, well, when I say I know who it is, right. I've narrowed it down. You've narrowed it down. This, okay. per- this person was, was active about 50 years ago, Sean. The yeah. fact that I've narrowed it down to a small percentile of the population, I think that's that's kudos to me. And, yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say I'm impressed. I mean, what, this talking about like a serial killer who was active in the, what, late 60s and early 70s in yeah. California? Yeah, that's right. And uh, one of the great unsolved crimes of of the era to this day the case is still open oh you say to this day to this day well to this day the case is still open but you'll say you're ready to uh, close the book on this one pretty confident okay okay well i I must say i'm very impressed i'm really looking forward to finding out who who did it i mean what what was it five deaths five deaths that were that were proven to be linked to the zodiac killer he claimed he killed as many as 37 Mm. um this is a guy who sent loads of uh cryptographic messages to newspapers and to the police, taunting them. Yeah, sending bits of bloody cloth into the... Uh... Into the newspapers, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, I mean, at the time, a massive thing, massive thing. And especially the fact that, you know, nobody was ever uh, pinned down for it. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you're going to say. Very yeah. excited. Right, well, where to begin? I think we should uh, say a, a few of his, uh, a few of the uh, the Zodiac's traits mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, get inside the mind of the killer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to lay it down for you. Yeah. Okay. First of all, he liked murdering people. Ah, so the Zodiac killer liked to kill people. Mm. That's right. Curious. But despite uh, popular misconception, mm. he didn't kill Zodiacs. He didn't kill Zodiacs. No, not one. Wait, but hang on. Every person he killed, did they have a Zodiac sign? You're reading my mind, right, Sean. You're reading okay, my mind. See? Okay, see, it's, it's one level deeper. It's one level deeper. So everyone that he ever killed was born in a certain month between January and December. Wow. Okay, I can see that you've really thought about this. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. This, yeah, this isn't just a passing phase. I've, oh. been, I've been researching this uh, for, for years. Okay, okay. Right, any other details you can enlighten us with? So yeah, he liked killing people. Um, a few other traits 
of the uh, the Zodiac Killer, his calling card. Whenever mm-hmm. he'd leave the crime scene, he'd uh, he'd go ah, like that, and then he'd say, "I don't like Mondays." Really? He didn't like Mondays. Wow, I can think of a couple of other people who don't like Mondays. Mm. That's funny. That's funny. That that immediately, two people spring to mind. I'll be interested to see if these are in your list of sub- suspects. Well, one of them, I thought Garfield the cat. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Garfield the cat. Yeah. So I, I think he uh, he's a suspect who we could uh, delve a bit deeper into. So he didn't like Mondays. The killing... not, and neither did um, Bob Geldof. That was the other person that sprang into my mind. Yes. But he didn't know why he didn't like Mondays. He needed somebody to explain it to him. But there's a lot of mystery involved, so maybe that adds to the fact that he didn't quite know why mm. he liked the Mondays. Which makes it even harder to pin down him as a murderer, because there's no active motive. No, that's true. He's not sure why he does this. Mm. Other thing that Bob Geldof doesn't like, poverty. Really doesn't like poverty, I'm told. No, that's true, yeah. So, another thing, at a couple of the crime scenes, uh, there was uh, a few little uh, traces of lasagna found. Is that right? Mm, that's true. What, like a bit of minced beef? Maybe some yeah, pasta a few, sheets? Yeah, that's right, yeah. A bit, right. Of, uh, bit of melted cheese. Had that kind of strong, nice kind of pastry smell in the air. Right. I mean, one of them was debunked because it was two people that seemed to be at a picnic, two of the, two of the victims. Yeah. But, um... And this is very circumstantial, isn't it? I mean, it does. It places somebody who doesn't like Mondays and doesn't like lasagna there. Hmm. But potentially, there's more than one person other than Garfield who has those those qualms with life. Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Maybe Garfield and Geldof were in cahoots. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just one Zodiac killer. It was. It was like it was two people perpetrating it together. Well, potentially, I was thinking for for years maybe it was just one person, but then mm. I thought due to the uh, kind of intelligence and the uh, the wit and cunning of this uh, this killer, maybe it's more than one person. Yeah, and I think Garfield and Geldof more than uh, suit the bill. Those dastardly bastards. Um, and you know, I suppose maybe the Mondays thing is what brought them together. They both both met, maybe met in prison. Something like that. Shared a common interest of hate of Mondays. Maybe Garfield even got Geldof into lasagna. And maybe uh, Geldof uh, really turned Garfield against poverty. <laughs> yeah. Which he was famously for. No, that's true. Yeah, that point. Garfield Garfield loved a bit of poverty yeah. for, for years and years. That yeah. was like the staple of, uh, of his comic. Poor old John Arbuckle. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Living in destitution. <laughs> All at the whim of uh, this stripy, intelligent cat, mm. voiced by Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where, so, where does is, is he tied into this at all, Bill Murray? Well, yeah, it's 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 a pretty big web. This uh, this murder uh, scenario we've got here. So, I think Bill Murray, being the voice, of course, of Garfield, uh, does have a part to play in the murders. He mm. would have only been quite young during the time. Maybe like a in his late teens, roughly when the first murder happened, but uh, old enough to kill. Certainly, yeah, that's what they say. Uh, um, <laughs> old enough to have a malt down at the old malt shop. Old enough to kill, as the old American saying goes. It is a classic American saying. What was the second Garfield film called? Was it just called Garfield Two, or did it have a kind of witty um, tagline to it? A, a tale of two kitties. Wasn't a tale it? of two kitties. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I knew there was something. 
so glad that you remembered that. <laughs> the British are coming. The British are coming. Oh, so that's a, that's something from the trailer now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I like um, I like how because uh, Bill Murray uh, doesn't have an agent. Mm. Um. So like with all his film roles, people just kind of like call him at his house. Yeah. So yeah. if it goes to answer phone and he's not bothered to pick it up, he could miss out on some pretty good like film roles but he's so glad then that he picked up the phone that oh, day absolutely <laughs> and they said to him because the guy who made it was joel cohen guy who made what garfield spelt c-o-h-e-n and bill murray assumed that it was the cohen brothers right a different joel cohen <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny it's imagine like, oh. if the cohen brothers had done the garfield films oh that would be something else well steve buscemi would have ended up Decimated in some sort of way. Well, he would have been Arbuckle, presumably. He would have been John. Oh, he would have been a great Arbuckle. That would have been great. Oh, the Garfield that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Just one letter away, the world was. Mm. That H in Cohen. But he must have been He must have been like, I've always wanted to work with the Cohen brothers. I love their films. Yeah. And then like arriving on set, like, who are you? It's like, I'm Joel Cohen. Shit. <laughs> oh, no, arriving on set. Yeah, of course, because he wore the Garfield suit. While filming, yeah, yeah, it was like Andy Circus doing Gollum mm. or King Kong. Well, they were they were gonna uh, do it as CGI, um, like put it in in post production, but they they liked what he was doing so much. <laughs> yeah, he, was he so had so good. much character and so much pizzazz <laughs> that they uh, just kept Bill Murray in a in a Garfield suit. And he was eating so much lasagna on set anyway. Well, he is a method actor, so potentially the time he spent getting into the mind of Garfield might have driven him a little bit mad. Much as the way that, you know, Heath Ledger supposedly did getting in the mind of the Joker or um, Jim Carrey getting into the head of Andy Kaufman for mm. Man on the Moon. Maybe uh, Bill Murray got into the head of Garfield so much and potentially did some copycat murders. Well, I think, yeah, I think people were worried. Get it, copycat murders. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. This is Thank serious. When people died at the uh, hands of this cat. <laughs> okay, um, if he did it. That's true. Well, we'll find out this episode for sure. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, people started worrying about Bill Murray on the set of Garfield, especially um, people thought he took it a bit too far, like when he actually got himself neutered. <laughs> um, eating water out of a bowl. Eating water out of a bowl, yeah. Um, catching mice. Mm. Giving them to people on the set. And they're like, Bill, enough. Just like um, sitting in this really strange position with one leg up in the air and just like really going to town, licking his <laughs> groin. So Murray, yeah, that is a Murray Garfield Geldof. Murray as Garfield in cahoots with Geldof. What an evil triumvirate. I, I, those are the exact words that I would use mm, for that. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very... I, I I, don't know. I think it's certainly a fresh take on um, who who the Zodiac Killer was. Well, I mean, it's... it's uh, like Like we've said, it's... A case that is still open. Mm. I mean, it's gone very cold, obviously, but it is a case that is very much still open and people are actively still looking into it. Um, but there's just been so many dead ends and so many false leads mm. that I think to look at it with a fresh perspective would be the right thing for the case. I think this is a very fresh perspective. I think that nobody has ever suggested that Garfield and Geldof have done it. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Who else is who else is on this uh you've got this big I see you've wielded this whiteboard 
uh, with all these pictures of different faces on. You've drawn circles around them and drawn lines between them all, and there's some words scribbled on that I can't make out. Who's that? Who's the next face along from Garfield and Geldof and Bill Murray? Uh, let's uh, let me just uh, move a few bits of. Sorry, some of these aren't investigation things. I was just doing some colourings earlier. Yeah, I can see there's a post-it note there uh, with just loads of, loads of pictures of um, penises that you've drawn. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to take a break in between the in in between investigative breaks. Yeah, let your uh, creative juices flow. Exactly, let all the juices flow. Exactly, as all good investigators must do. Right. Well, uh, this person might come as a bit of a shock. Someone we've mentioned on the podcast before. Michael Parkinson. Michael bloody Parkinson. Yeah, the he age was... puts him about right. He would have been, well, he would have been alive at the time, which for me, that makes him a pretty prime suspect. Well, uh, I say he's in his, if I was to take a rough guess at Michael Parkinson's age, I would say 74 to 76. Oh, I'd have said older than that. Really? 77 to yeah. 78. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd have put him in his 80s. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So 50 years ago, he was... In his thirties, killing age, killing age, yeah. <laughs> once again, once <laughs> once again, the age to kill at. Okay, um, motive. I would say because famously he doesn't like people. Mm, no, I mean all those chat show episodes that he did, talking to Muhammad Ali, Billy Connolly, Meg Ryan, all those people that he spoke to. Um, you could just see that he was doing it through gritted teeth. Yeah. And he had a real disdain for the world around him. Yeah, well, he was a Yorkshireman, so yeah, exactly. it, it stands to reason, doesn't it? Oh, I didn't think... I'll put that on the board. Yorkshireman. Yeah, yeah. Right, circle that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, in th- red. Thank you, I didn't think Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, you know, he, as far as he's concerned, Leeds should be the capital of, if not the UK, then the world. And uh, to, uh, the state of things as they are, it probably drives him... Mad. Absolutely mad. Possibly mad enough to kill. Exactly. And he has a, or had rather, a column in the paper. Mm. Probably saw like the little crosswords and Sudoku's in the back and thought, hang on a minute, I could do a few of these little yeah. brain teasers. These little, the cryptograms that he sent to the, the police. Mm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, cryptogram is just a coded message, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell you what would be really interesting to know is if on his chat show he ever interviewed Bill Murray or Bob Geldof. Well, now that you mention it, I know he's interviewed Bob Geldof. Mm. I don't know if he... If he has interviewed Bill Murray, I think we can call this case closed. It doesn't matter about my other suspects. I mean, <laughs> as, far as, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, okay. Well, so we've got the motive. You, we've shed a bit of a light there on the means, um, in that he might be working with the Geldof-Garfield-Murray mm. troupe. Any other... How, how do you think he would have done it? Well, I think being a Yorkshireman, now that you mention it, he would have uh, given him a, a good stiff kick up the face. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> a Yorkshire kiss, as they call it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> a, a wedding in Yorkshire, when they say you may now kiss the bride, it's a very bloody, messy affair. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I've been to many a Yorkshire wedding in my time, and it's... Uh, you need like a one of those big plastic sheets like at SeaWorld for when the blood spurts <laughs> on over on. I thought um, a Yorkshire wedding was when um, two criminals are handcuffed and put in the back of a police wagon together. A Yorkshire <laughs> wedding. The kind of union of them the, the, sat in the back together. But it's a, you're talking about an actual wedding, are you? Matrimony. Yeah, yeah matrimony. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And going back to coded messages, there is, in fact, a coded message in the Parkinson 
theme song. The Parkinson theme song. Now we've never mentioned the no. Parkinson theme song. So have we? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, we've mentioned it a couple of times oh, well, on the right, podcast, we have, and the we? more we mention it, I'm kind of like thinking, so what is it about this that I keep returning back to? Why yeah. do we keep mentioning this theme song? Something deep in it, isn't there? That's right. Now, this is a little recap. Yeah. So, with that, yeah, it is actually Morse code. The doo doos and the bidibidas. They all mean. Yeah. They're all. They all mean some dashes. That's right. And what does it spell out? My name is Parkinson, I am the Zodiac. I killed a lot of people and I'm coming back to host a show on the Beeb. And then on ITV. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, you will never catch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do I never put this together before? <laughs> <laughs> it was all there, it was so obvious. That makes him quite a good suspect, the a fact gu- that he admitted it. A very good suspect. I think a, conf- a confession of sorts. Very bold and brash of him to put it in one of the most iconic TV themes of all time. Do you know what, though? I bet they never thought anybody w- would uh, run it through a Morse code machine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a Morse decoder. <laughs> uh, and when he was on ITV, he was preceded by Inspector Morse. Very odd. Very oh odd. Oh my god! Oh, All see, these that's the web, the web <laughs> that's forming. God, yes, I can see. I can see why you look like you've been working on this quite a lot. I mean, you've got the sunken eyes, you've pale skin, you've not been in the sun for weeks. That's obvious. No. Um, have you been eating? You look like maybe just a cup of soup every forty-eight hours. I've mainly, whenever I've kind of written on bits of paper and I found that they've been dead leads, mm. I've eaten those bits of paper. Uh, is that why some of the post-it notes on your board are just drawings of pies and sausages? That's it's right. Quite... I'm, try- <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to make each dead lead as appetising as I possibly can. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's difficult. So, for example, we know that the Zodiac Killer didn't kill someone with a sausage, so you can eat that one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's no... I mean, if there are any food-based killings... Uh, with the Zodiac, we would never know about them because I'd have just scoffed the bits of paper. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, so well, thank you very much for, for working so hard on it. No, um, it's, it's quite all right. It's, it's nice to kind of like get a fresh perspective like yourself in so we can just kind of hash out these ideas. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soundboard for you to just bounce your ideas off of. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and um, you were quite concerned when you came in uh, you know whether anybody else would be in the building or or whether the doors are locked. I mean, are you worried about this information getting out? Well, I've been working on this for some time now, mm. and since I have been, I've, I've noticed a few things. Mm, like what? Just like strange men hanging about my street. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, what the, sort of strange men? Just like, um, just like the most bizarre people that you could you could imagine. Just like people. I mean, they're wearing, like, normal clothes and, like, acting really normal. Right. And just, like, saying normal things. Yeah. But you just kind of think, no, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I'm not buying it. That's very suspicious. Have you ever... I used to get followed around by this uh, guy in a a van and it would play this strange, discordant, chiming music. And then every now and then he'd stop up and all these kids would run and buy ice creams from him. Jeez, fucking hell. Yeah, that was really weird. And is this recently? Yeah, oh yeah, all my life basically, all my life. 
Every now and then I just hear his chiming music echoing around the streets of where, 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 whichever city I'm living in. Well, it's I following mean, me. The other day I was waiting for a bus, right? And I was I kind of like noticed a guy there in a suit holding yeah. a suitcase. I mean, instantly I was like, hang on, what's in that suitcase? Yeah. It was an eight o'clock bus. And then I, I thought nothing of it. The next day, he's in there, different suit, holding a suitcase, same bus. Same bus, same suitcase. Same suitcase, same guy, same everything apart from the suit. But a different suit. Exactly. Wow. What I mean, for one thing, why is he getting the same bus every day? Yeah. I've tried to think of why. I can't possibly think of And what's he doing with those suits that he needs a new one every day? Yeah, that's that's a really good one. That's a really good question. A good suit will last you three weeks. Three weeks good use. You wear it every single day from the moment you get up until the moment you go to bed. Exactly, yeah. They're called suits for a reason because they suit every environment that you're in. Absolutely. And if you're showering while wearing them, they're getting cleaned as well. A bathing suit. Yeah, yeah. You can sleep in it and then it's dry by the morning. Exactly. So, of course, I I, th- I picked up his suitcase, threw it through the window with a bus and ran away screaming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think you were right to do it. Yeah, but I mean, there's just like weird things like that. Things that just seem so coincidental. <laughs> I just like been picking up on recently. I went to a bakery. Right. Do you know what they were selling? Go on. Buns, confectionery, pasties. In a bakery? Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, I walked in as like, hang on. This is far too convenient for my liking. Yeah, yeah, because you, all of those things should be in their own separate shops. Exactly. I mean, it, it's kind of a bit of a stereotype now that you'd get things like pasties and cakes in a, in a bakery and bread they had bread that that was the red flag right there when i saw that loaf of bread i was like i am out of here right to be honest bread would be the one thing i would expect in a bakery but then that's you know they they they're putting what you expect to see in there have you been kind of like putting coasters and lids over your drinks like have you ever have you ever left any drinks in a room unattended um, I usually just neck them, whatever it is. That's okay. Beer, wine, spirits, hot tea. Yeah. I mean, I'm all right because I'm just eating paper. At yeah, the minute yeah. And just like swallowing. nice drawing of a glass of lemonade. That's been doing me fine, but I'm just worried that they're watching us and putting things in our drinks. They don't want us to know the truth. Yeah. Oh, just a tip, by the way. This might help you out. Mm. Um, you can get uh. Aromatic gel pens that smell like nice sweet things like strawberries or oh, lemons. Okay. So if you were to draw a lemon with the uh, lemon-coloured gel pen, it wouldn't taste like it. But you know, taste and smell are kind of they work together. So you could get a big whiff of it before you chew that poster note up. You know, a bit of flavour for you. I've been taken to wearing a, a, a foil hat when I go to bed. I at did night. notice something different about you when you walked in. Yeah, I mean, I'm still wearing it now. I I only usually reserve it for night time so that they don't like read my dreams mm, which they were doing beforehand i can only presume that's how they kind of got wind of me in the first place oh yeah yeah but i'm i'm wising up to it yeah yeah you certainly are <laughs> wise is the word wise is the word yeah you're very savvy to their tricks oh yeah mm. <laughs> right well um just looking across the whiteboard Still a few more names and faces that I kind of recognise. What, what? Who else are we? Who else is on our list of suspects? Is there anyone up there who uh, is kind of like standing out to you? Well, uh, Barry and Paul Chuckle, I've noticed, are on there. Yeah. Um, what's that about? 
Come on, Sean. <laughs> Barry and Paul Chuckle. Barry and Paul Chuckle, yeah. The Chuckle Brothers, as they're professionally known. Mm. It's only just occurred to me now that Chuckle might not actually be their real surname. You're thinking, you're thinking, see? Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. So, there's so many layers to this, you just keep peeling them back. I know, well, I mean, like, they picked the, the surname Chuckle to try and kind of, like, ward us off. Like, they're kind of figures of fun. Yeah, no one would ever take them seriously. No one would ever expect them to murder. Hmm. You've got to suspect the least suspectful person. Well, that's what I've been going with. That's why I've, I've picked the uh, the people that I have so mm. far. I've kind of, like, been working from the furthest I possibly can... And then finding my way in the Working centre. Working your way inwards, yeah. That's oh, right. Because because mo- uh, this is this is why you've got such a fresh take. Because most investigations will choose the most likely suspect, and then go through that methodology until they're either found to be guilty or innocent, and then move on to the next person. Yeah. You've flipped that on its head completely. Most people will look at the facts, the uh, witnesses, mm. and all of the evidence. Bollocks. Yeah. Why do that? Turn it on. You've turned it on its head. Exactly. Well, it's a brand new style of investigation. I think um, we've not seen anything like it since Columbo, uh, with his pretending to be stupid but actually being quite smart. Yeah, just, <laughs> but, but, pretending to be... What are you saying? What are you trying to say? What, about Columbo or about you? About me. <laughs> no, I'm saying he his was a fresh take, yours is a fresh take. Okay. I'm not it's... drawing any parallels in terms of For a second... stupidity... But I will, in terms of being dishevelled, I think it's fair to say that oh. with that big overcoat you're wearing and that kind of, you develop a bit of a wonky eye, I think that's maybe too much time staring at a screen. That's the parallel they're making. I'll give you that one. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. So, Barry and Paul. Actually, just the name just sent a sh- <laughs> shivers down me when you said <laughs> Barry and Paul. Well, that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. It's just like when you take away the chuckle... Just like two very sadistic sounding men. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. You take their uh, you take their signature catchphrase to me to you. That's them passing the weapon to one another. Wow! So that it kind of confuses the fingerprints, so that nobody's quite sure. One thing that uh, with the Zodiac killings um, that made it so difficult, he would write taunting letters to them. There wasn't even an instance where he uh, wrote. Uh, some stuff on the side of this car mm. of like two of the people that uh, that he killed. Now you'd think with them sending that to people who studied handwriting, yeah, they'd be able to kind of pick out who it was. But what they do is one of them would hold the pen and write a letter, yeah, and then you'd go to you, and then the other one would start writing. Give and the other one the pen, and go yeah. to me, and so ah. one of them was left-handed, one of them was right-handed. And that's how it confused people so much. They just thought, "Who's who writes like this?" Some sort of mad, ambidextrous bastard. Exactly. Yeah. They. I mean, for years, people have said the Zodiac Killer, not killers. Mm. So they'd never place it to be uh, two light entertainment BBC presenters from the nineteen nineties. I'm just, I'm just stunned. I think, I think this is another real breakthrough. You've, you've got, a, you've got a real fresh take with that, certainly. Yeah. And whenever one of them was killed, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> and they did always all the victims names were Dan that's weird isn't it <laughs> never thought about that before and you look at a lot of these kind of serial killers um, there's maybe like a past trauma in their lives mm. that led them to do these things not saying it lets them off but there's certain kind of like paths and steps that you can see that maybe would bring people to, to go through this yeah. uh, kind of thing and they had a very rough life with their older brother 
constantly yelling no slacking at them. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It gave them hell, didn't he? I mean, like, and and he was doing well for himself. Sometimes he'd be a hotel manager. Sometimes, sometimes he'd own a pet store, and uh, he'd yeah. always he'd always be in work. And those two poor sods would always be working for him. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'd inevitably screw up the job that they were on. Oh, he knew that they were going to screw up when he gave it to them. He just did it so he could yell at them. Exactly. He he liked having that power over them. So they kind of thought, how are we going to kind of like get this power ourselves? And kind of not no longer be in our brother's shadow, and that's when they invented the uh, the zodiac kind of enigma that they went by. So you're saying that he's as much to blame for driving them to kill? Um, inadvertently, yes. Uh, the, the older brother of Barry and Paul Chuckle did did have a a big impact on on the trauma that they suffered. Mm. Now, just remind me, do they both have moustaches, or is it just Paul? Uh, it's yeah, it's only Paul that has the muster. Is it Paul? Paul's the big one. Yeah, Paul's the Barry's big one. Barry's the little one. Yeah, that's right. Paul has the moustache, and uh, Barry, and Barry admires his. Yeah, Barry's got the Magnum Forty Seven. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what I've noticed is a lot of your leads, a lot of your suspects, are kind of like um, pop culture light entertainment figures. Some like British, maybe from the eighties, nineties, uh, from the UK, and then there's just I'm just trying to think. Going back to where we started, the murders were all committed in California, weren't they? Well, planes exist, Sean. Yep, planes exist, boats exist. I'm Cal- not. I'm not saying this discounts any of the people. I'm just saying there's a there's a theme that I've picked up on. Well, you've you've just not looked at everyone on my board yet, Sean. Oh, okay. Who? Moving on then. Chris Tarrant. Chris Tarrant, okay, yeah. So, again, he's not really breaking that mould there, is he? He's he's cut from the same cloth, he's British, he's light entertainment. Yeah, but look in his eyes, Sean. Oh, I know, I don't, let's, I'm not saying he's not a deviant, I think we all know that. He used to taunt people on who wants to be a millionaire, he'd go, yeah, well, we could give you this, he'd put the money in the hand, and he'd write out the cheque, and he'd put the money in the hand, and just they try and grab it, he'd snatch it away and yeah. say, but we don't want to give you that. Oh, we don't want to give you that. Exactly, exactly. And uh, that's what he—I mean—that's what I believe he would—he would do uh, with uh, some of his uh, some of his uh, victims. Now, like he'd kind of like corner one of them, mm. and he'd be like, uh, "Oh, we have uh, we, we have the the police on the phone. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll give you uh, uh, 30, uh, 30 seconds uh, to uh, ask for help." There you go. And then they'd kind of like be spluttering and shaking, just like, "Oh, oh you got to help me!" And they'd be like, "Where are you?" It's like, oh, I'm I'm in a coming out in the, the the woods. I don't know exactly where I am. Oh, you ran out of time. Uh, well, well, and, uh, what what do you want to do now? It's like uh, it's like fifty fifty. All right, uh, computer take away uh, two wrong answers. But they didn't have computers. No back computers there. Yeah, he'd, so yeah, he was he was a psychopath. At that point, computers were the size of a room. Exactly. And you're like, what what are you talking about? And then um, then he'd get out a knife and he'd say, Oh, we want to give you that. And, and he'd kill him. And he'd kill him. Wow, blimey. Uh, well, I, I can't say I'm surprised. I always... Uh, I, this was probably about the same the sort of time that he was hosting a... What was it? Cracker Jack or Double Dare? <laughs> one of those well, 60s on... kids shows. Well, I mean, he uh, he was on Tiz Was. Tiz he? Was, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiz Oh, wait. <gasps> Tiz Was, right. He liked word games, didn't he? Mm. Right. What the hell does Tiz Was... It's a shame the... Uh, in Tiz Wars wasn't a bloody Z unless Z you, p- you put it backwards those S's would look like Z's 
I'm not saying it's, uh, it's just it's <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I can see you you're you're processing it. Um do you have a bit of paper and a pencil? I do. Let's work this out. Thank you. Right. T I S W A S Never thought I'd be doing this today. <laughs> um T Tarrant. Is it, are we saying it's 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 an acronym? Yes. So we could have Tarrant is Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will annihilate several. I mean that just screams killer, doesn't it? Right. So you you've just worked out what the anagram of Tiz was is. Can you just read that back in one go? So Tarrant is Zodiac. Will annihilate several. Wow. Prescient. Oh, how did we not see it sooner? Um, and sorry, you're, you're saying Zodiac instead of Zodiac. Is there some significance to that? Um, no. He liked, some, he liked a bit of cream soda, maybe. Yeah, he was, uh, maybe he was a Zodiac. He, he was obsessed with sodium. And we were just assuming that everybody else who's come before us has got it right, that it is Zodiac and not Zodiac. Maybe everyone else is wrong. Well, if we remember, his his handwriting was fucking awful. Yeah. So he could have quite easily been uh, trying to do a as an S, but wrote it backwards. And also, if you look at this, tis was when you turn it upside down. Sam sit. It does say Sam sit actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I can only assume that means something. Well, actually, um, he the Zodiac Killer did make a demand that um, a lawyer, a local lawyer, make an appearance on a local TV chat show. Um, this I, the lawyer's name is Belly or something like that, and this this guy called in from the chat uh, to the chat show. Oh my, yeah, and he was was he called Sam? His, his name was Sam. It and was, spoke, wasn't it? And he spoke live on air about wanting to kill people. See, it there all comes around. It all fits together. Right. Well, I, don't... Puzzle piece. I mean, this is this is all great, right? All of this. You're uh... right. This is all great. This is really great work. Really great work you've done. <laughs> Dynamite stuff. Yeah. I know I know. I'll be getting the Pulitzer for this. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I feel we're getting too many uh, close calls now, rather than it being like either one or a small group. I don't know. It's starting to feel like conspiracy. What are you saying? I'm saying that people who have worked for the BBC or ITV... Mm. And maybe, maybe these entertainers aren't as uh, nice as uh, people think they are. You think there might be some sort of uh, light entertainment cabal? I know it's a bit unheard of uh, having these like light entertainment celebrities having like a dark, seedy past. No, I know no. nothing like that has ever happened, but I don't think we should put it past uh, these people. Mm, well, this implicates a lot of people. Uh, I can see why you're worried. About the uh, potentially being followed and overheard. It's a good thing we're having this conversation in utter secrecy in a way that it will never leave this room. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think future episodes of this podcast are going to have to be recorded in like various locations up and down the country. Because I, I just fear for my safety these yeah. days. Or we could use my secret bunker. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Lovely little cosy place. Yeah. Well, have you been there? How did you know about my secret bunker? Um... Well, this is... All right. Last time we I came round to record, yeah, 
I, I was just looking for you. I didn't know where you were. I was calling your name. Uh, I, I just kind of saw there was a book hanging out mm, yeah. of a shelf. And I was like, Sean can't read. What's this doing hanging out of a bookshelf? It is out of character for me to have a book. Yes. Exactly. So I kind of like pulled the book out. And then this bookshelf just kind of like ah. toppled around. Um, there wasn't a door behind it. I just knocked the bookshelf over. I, 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 it was me that did that. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I did wonder. But then I looked over across the room and I saw secret bunker do not enter. So I, I kind of maybe thought... Oh, so that's could... how you figured it out? Yeah. I knew I should have got Blu-rays instead of books on my bookshelf. Yeah. Again, sorry about the books. Um, one thing I will say, I don't know if you've been in there since I have, you might want to restock on uh, Umbongo. You didn't touch my fucking Umbongo. <laughs> I drank all of it, I'm afraid. All of it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they stopped making Umbongo about 10 years well, ago. I've not drank it since oh. 1998. <laughs> so I, I thought... Wait, fuck it. They drink it in the Congo. They're going to drink it here now. And so I just kind of got a taste for it. I was like, oh, it was like nostalgia on my tongue. Yes. And then I just kind of gallons of it. Well, that's what I was saving it for. I've been drinking one drop of it every single day since 1999. Oh, and that was all gone. For fuck's sake. Sorry. Don't tell me you uh, rifled through my stash of erotic pictures of Jade Goody. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I did. You bastard. Do you know how difficult it is to get new photos of Jade Goody? (laughs) (laughs) That can be considered anywhere near erotic. Yeah, that's true. Now, when you say new photos, do you think, do you mean photos that have just come to light? Or were they freshly taken photos? I mean, new as in taken recently. I, I thought she looked a bit odd. I didn't say the photos were new. They were taken when she was alive and well. You've manhandled the photos. I'm just saying, if I wanted to replace them with new ones, that's going to be very difficult because I don't even know this, Birch, but she's with the angels now, where she belongs. Maybe maybe her family has a few erotic pictures of her. Well, I do keep writing to them and asking. (laughs) All my letters are returned unopened. I mean, I'd say they're still grieving, but it was quite a while ago now. I mean, they... They, sh- they probably weren't grieving very long at all, to be honest. No. <laughs> you don't reckon so? <laughs> don't uh, give nah, a shit. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, no, well, I don't know. Well, just be a bit more forceful. Like, go to the house. Can I have some more erotic pictures, please? Of your daughter? <laughs> okay, well, may- I'll, I'll pencil that in for tomorrow. I'm going to have to relocate my secret bunker, you realise. You know how much work that's going to have to be. Just put a padlock on it. Yeah, I suppose I could hide it as well. I mean, I, I pushed the door open. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, and maybe I shouldn't have Do Not Enter Sean's Secret Bunker. It's kind of scribbled above it in crayon. I think that would deter people like myself if I saw that. Okay, well, um, as long as it's just me and you that know about it. You haven't told anybody, have you? Um... Look, um, could I borrow it next Saturday? Borrow it? How, you bo- how can you borrow a bunker? Well, I just... That actually sounds like a great web startup. <laughs> borrow a bunker? Yeah, it could be the next Uber or Deliveroo. Yeah, borrow... Yeah. Well, I mean, that... Uh, technically, I gave you that idea, so I think it's only fair... Mm, you I let me. about that. <laughs> I inspired the conversation mm. that led to that idea happening. I think maybe if... I deserve it for a Saturday night. All right, what are you planning? 
um, you know, uh, <laughs> drugs, sex, um, a uh, bit of fighting. Oh, fighting, yeah. Yeah, just like all, just like anything taboo. Okay, yeah, well, um, as long as you clear up after yourself. And don't touch any more of my fucking confectionery from the 1990s. Sorry. I've got so much Tizer in there. I didn't, oh, I didn't see the Tizer. Don't you touch it. <laughs> don't you, you touch you it. You might have to move it because I might not be able to help myself. It's red in a way that a drink should not be. <laughs> and it tastes like somehow every fruit and no fruit at the exact same time. It was a magical time, the 90s. Mm. They still make Tizer. You just have to look really hard for it. Yeah. And I do. That's what my last ex of... Uh, that's what my last expedition to the Himalayas was about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The last, the last known can of Tizer was taken up uh, in the backpack of somebody who died uh, uh, halfway up the mountain. I had to retrieve it. Yeah, I forgot to ask about your expedition. How how did it go? You managed to. I got the Tizer back, um, but I did lose eight Sherpas. Jesus, that's a lot. Well, I mean, they're, they're clumsy buggers, aren't they? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Famously. Famously very uh, graceless. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, the the last one that died, um, his dying words were, enjoy your fucking Tizer. And I think, I feel like he was probably being sincere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I t- I, yeah, that's, yeah, I take that to be quite sincere. I think that's very nice of him. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been on expeditions up there myself. Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny we've never passed each other. Yeah, I, I guess maybe we go at different times. I usually get the eight o'clock bus over to the Himalayas. Uh see, that's the thing. I, I, uh, I, I'm a bit. I like a bit of a lion before an expedition. Okay, yeah, that's, so it's that's usually fair. about kind of eleven o'clock. I'll well, go. I'm an early riser myself. Yeah. Early bird catches the tizer, as they say. No, I went up there uh, trying to get some uh, some sunny D, like nineties oh, taste with all the sugar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The good nineties, not that kind of horrible crap that they give us these days. Yeah, so. that one that's got all the all the crap taken out of it. Exactly. Yeah. You want a drink that can turn you yellow. Exactly, and that's, that's the one want. to do it. Yeah, you want to have that nice jaundiced look to you after you've drank a, a bottle of something. So I went up with a few Sherpas as well, and I was mean to them, I'll admit it. I was saying Sherpas more like shirkers. Oh, that is very mean. That yeah. is very mean. I mean, we hadn't even left yet. We were still in in the kind of cabin at the bottom of the hill. Right. Um, uh, there are proud people. I'm not sure they deserve I, that. I soon found that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how how did you do? Did you get any of your sunny delight? Well, I went up there. Um, they were kind of like following me. I was kind of like badgering them all, uh, all all the way up. Like I was throwing bits of badger at them, mm. and they'd never seen a badger before, so they were just confused. Um, and they're probably quite confused in general, bearing in mind that um, sunny delight probably never made it to Nepal. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, it's amazing these drinks are making their yeah, way there. To be yeah. honest, I never thought of that. Anyway, yeah, so we got to the Sunny D, and um, I didn't realise, but the, the Nepalese people, they uh, they praise it as a god. Really? Yeah, Sunny Deity. Sun- Is that what the D stands yeah, for? Yeah, that's what the D stands for, that's Sunny the- Deity. I never knew that. I never knew that. And so, of course, I went, because I was, after all this kind of like uh, walking and being carried... Um, up a mountain. I was I was quite thirsty, mm. so I um I went over there to kind of like have a sip. Well, as you, as you as the whole expedition was for the the <laughs> exactly. first sip, and they pull out these kind of like knives and all this other kind of like weaponry. Right. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What's what's going on there? They point to it, and then they point to 
they point to the sun in the sky and right. they started chanting wildly. Wow. So it's I quite a scene you ended up in. So yeah, I quite a predicament. So I quickly grabbed the bottle and I drank half of it before they grabbed me. <laughs> you just went for it. Yeah, no, I thought I thought fuck it. I mean, they were carrying me for about a week. Right, my back was sore because they didn't cut their fingernails. Right, <laughs> these bastards. Yeah, I mean, talk about ingratitude. Yeah. So, I mean, I admit I was uh, berating them, but I- I'm sure they know it was all in jest. Yeah, yeah. And a bit like when like I was banter. when I was kicking them while they were carrying me, they knew it was a joke. Mm-hmm. They knew it was just mush because we need to get there quicker. That's classic Birch humour as well. I mean, I've, the number of times you've kicked me and then just stood there laughing, everybody, laughing, laughing. Everybody knows my style. Exactly. Yeah. It's- Known the world over. And so, yeah, they uh, they kind of started stabbing me. Uh, I noticed. I noticed the cuts all over your face, arms, body and legs. Yeah, and they threw me off the mountain. Off this Nepalese mountain. Well, that's just a quick way of getting you home. Maybe. Are you sure they weren't still helping you out? You slid right down the mountain, ended up at the back of the cabin before them, I'm sure. I don't know. They left the knives in me. Oh, OK. Yeah. Not so helpful. No. Might get caught on a rock on the way down. But, I mean, like, I, I got a swig. Oh, well, you got a swig. They've got half of their deity left. Yeah, exactly. So, fair. who wins? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're both winners. That's what I'm trying to say. I think you're both winners. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough about um, Tizer, Sunny Delight, uh, the Himalayas and My Secret Bunker. Yeah. Um, let's get back to the Zodiac Killer um, before we are discovered... And before you're tussled off and carried off um, by secret forces. Now, I noticed on your whiteboard, there's actually one giant A4 sheet of paper with someone's face on it. And there's a big load of circles around that. Uh, presumably, that's your prime suspect. That's uh, that's quite right, yes. Um, what we've done so far is there's one figure there in the centre that connects them all. The ringleader. The ringleader, that's right. right. And who is it? We've got Garfield. Right? Yeah. He's a cat. I'm writing this down. Okay. I've just put Garfield equals cat. He's a comedy cat. Okay, I'm writing comedy cat now. We have got Bob Geldof. He's a I'm top. writing not comedy cat. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not a comedy cat. We got Chris Tarrant. Bastard. Comedy twat. Comedy twat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got Paul and Barry Chuckle. Moustache. Moustache. Right, so we've got a twat, moustache, cat, not cat. Yeah. <laughs> so there's only one. What is there only one obvious person who links all these people? That's right. All those characteristics. That's right. Let me just remove this. Uh... Oh, what the fuck did it go? Where did what go? The bit of paper in the middle. Oh, I probably ate it. Oh, you didn't. Years of work. You've eaten it. I've eaten the prime suspect. Oh, for fuck's sake. You remember who it is, though. Just... What do they taste like? Um, uh, I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to remember when I would have eaten it. Maybe, uh, like, some elderberries? Right. I'll tell you what, if it tasted like meatloaf, I've got an idea who it might be. Same as if it tasted like iced tea. Yeah, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, okay. Right. So, tasted like elderberries. Mary Berry. Oh, my God. It's 
We're back to the BBC Light Entertainment. Yes, here we go. Okay, Mary Berry, for those of you who uh, uh, don't know, uh, Zodiac Killer, um, <laughs> and also host of uh, the Cake Programme. The Cake Programme? <laughs> the Great British Cake Off. That's the one. Yeah, okay. Do you think all those people, you know, every week um, someone's voted off the show, do you think she's just like picking them off one by one? We'd probably never see those people ever again. They'll never return home to their friends and family. God, she's still working, isn't she? She might still be doing it. Sometimes put sodium in a cake. So Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a strong piece of evidence there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, it all just seems so obvious now, doesn't it? Yeah. And there we all were thinking that Paul Hollywood was the, the bad one. Oh, yeah. We never had any idea that it was Mary Berry who was the Zodiac killer. Putting on a front. Mm. Oh, she bakes a nice cake, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you can't you can't knock her for that. Yeah, say what you like about her and uh, all the murders she's committed. Lovely cakes. So what do we? Uh, so we've cracked the case. She's the ringleader, and uh, she's got several uh, goons, as it were, working goons, underneath minions. her. Minions. What What do we do? Are we gonna kind of let the authorities know? Are we gonna kind of have a bit of vigilante justice? Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, I th- I, I prefer the second one. Yeah. I mean, not only because. There are people that are kind of watching us and watching our every move to see what we're doing mm. and actively want us to fail. These are all very popular people, yeah. uh, Garfield and Mary Berry. Um, <laughs> so they want us to fail. That, There's so much at stake. There's so much riding on those people's careers. And I love vigilantism, me. Yeah, I know, I know. You're always, uh, you're always tracking people down, aren't you? Very passionate about, yeah. I mean, they don't even have to be guilty of anything half the time. I'm just happy to dole out some vigilante justice on them. <laughs> yeah, they they get them get the idea. What are they like when I'm beating them to a pulp, and they're like, "What are you doing?" It's like vigilante. Like, All right. It's sort of like um, trickle down vigilante justice. Like even if some of the people you beat up are innocent, it sort of trickles down to the guilty in society, doesn't it? That's right. It is very much a pyramid scheme of justice. Mm. Is that why you get me to pay a monthly subscription to be part of your mob? Yeah. Well, I think it's only fair. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Three square meals a day. Yeah, I mean, we're treated very well. We've got our own little base camp. <laughs> so this vigilante justice, what are we going to do? We're going to kick kick the old woman in the shins? Give her a Yorkshire kiss. Oh, yeah, go back to that. Yeah, or maybe Parky deserves that, as seeing as that was... Uh... I think they all need to... What we need to do, if this was Hollywood, what we'd do... Not Paul Hollywood. Um, what we <laughs> yeah, do... he's, he's... As far as I'm concerned, he's in the clear. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Never before has, has he been considered as innocent as this, but mm. compared to Mary Barry, he is. I'm thinking we do it like um, Kill Bill style. We take out all of the uh, the lower level, the goons, one by one. You know, L Driver, Orenishi. Daryl Hannah. Yeah, anyway, so just like in Kill Bill, we work our way up. We take out the subordinates first, and then we go to, what is it, Costa Rica or something, where Mary Barry's living her retirement life and just fuck her up. Kill Barry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a samurai sword. You've got a samurai sword as well, haven't oh, that's, you? That's one thing we have in common, that isn't is it? That is the one thing that we have in common. Love of samurai swords. Yep, that's how we met, isn't it? Samurai fighting class. That's right, yeah, back in the day. Oh, back memories. in field Japan. <laughs> that's right. Great times. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, I'd love... To, I can imagine that, just like uh, just like in the Kill Bill films, just like driving down a, a highway, like black and white. It's like, I've killed a lot of people to get here. Chris Tarrant. <laughs> the chuckles <laughs> and I've only got one person left on my list <clears throat> Barry I love it 
I love it. Well, I think... So not only are we going to dole out some justice, we'll probably make some money selling this to Hollywood. Well, we've got... You had the guy, Robert Graysmith, who, uh, during the time of the Zodiac killings, he was a... Um, he was just a cartoonist who kind of like took an interest in the whole case and he ended up writing a book which basically implicated one particular person. Is that right? Yeah, as being uh, the kind of main suspect in the crime. They were going to go and apprehend him, but he ended up dying uh, before they could actually get a hold of him. But he was able to publish this book, I think like in the early to mid 90s. So I'm thinking with all the evidence that we have here, and all the vigilante justice that we're about to uh, bring about, not only could we make a very interesting uh, procedural crime non-fiction document, but we could make a pretty kick-ass kind of like action novel. Yeah, I'm thinking like um, Truman Capote's In Cold Blood mm. kind of meets Kill Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Yeah, I don't know if it's been done before. We're not doing too badly for our little ideas of films and books. And no, and last week it was the great American novel. Yeah, and now we're kind of like uh, a true to... crime uh, masterpiece. Oh my god! This is just this podcast is the gift that keeps on giving. I tell you what, if we make a, a bit of money out of it, I'm glad she did it. <laughs> yeah, I feel it was all worth it. So long as we're we're all right in the end of it. As long as we're financially benefiting from it. Then... Oh yeah. Maybe, do you know what? I'll tell you what. Why do you think I did this? Do you think it's because I, I have any kind of like yearning for justice? I'm in it for the money, mate. Yeah, I can see it in your eyes. Your cold, dead eyes. Um, you remind me of a shark, actually, a lot. The, way, have... you, the way you look out, appear out of those black eyes. Yeah, I have shark blood in me. Yeah, why, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I keep asking my mum. She, she'll dodge the <laughs> subject every time I ask. <laughs> now, I'm just thinking, right? I'm just thinking, we're going to get a substantial financial gain from this, right? Mm. Why not let her continue her reign of terror just a little bit longer before we dole out of vigilante justice? The more people she bumps off, the more money there is for us. You can't see this because it's an audio medium, but I'm doing that thing where you rub your thumb and your two fingers together to say, like, money, money. I'm doing that. I agree with you. Uh, I like the spirit. Mm. What I will say is that she's very old, so she might die at any minute. So I guess we'd have to be a bit careful mm. with the kind of how long we leave it. Because if she, we, if we leave it for another five years, she might not, she might not see the end of that. Yeah. Oh God. Or she might come for us. That's the point. If she gets wind of the fact that we're actively trying to implicate her to these crimes and pop her off if she's running this light entertainment cabal which she, i know she is yeah <laughs> she might already she might already be on your tail mate now, now that i mention it that that bloke in the suit he didn't he didn't have a nice aroma of uh, freshly baked cakes did he it smelled like cupcakes oh my god and the when you stepped on the bus the bus driver maybe some Lemon drizzle crumbs just around his lips. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! And the bakery that I went to—that <gasps> had cakes in it, no doubt. Oh my god! I thought it was weird that it had cakes. All the puzzle pieces fit. God, she yeah, she is on to us. There's no time to lose. We're gonna have to kick the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Right. <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we get to do this. I've been wanting to.
Oh, I've, I've wanted to beat up an old woman for years. I just never really, uh, never had the opportunity. Oh, right. That was, uh, well, I'm surprised at how well that went. Uh, I thought she'd put up a bit more of a fight, to be honest. Did you think she'd have that many armed guards? I'm not surprised she had so many armed guards. I'm more surprised at um, how old they were. They were, they were. Most of them were about as old as her. Yeah. If not older, some of them. I think it's quite cruel to have some people like in her employment at that age doing that kind of work. Well, you can't force people to retire these days, I don't think. So, no, I um, guess, yeah, 65 now, the age uh, for pension, so you've got to kind of keep going until you drop, I guess. Well, that's it, you know, you stop working at 65 and live till 95, that's 30 years that you're relying on that pension, so I'm not surprised to some of them still working. Yeah. All right, well, a, a, a job done. The world's a safer place now, anyway. That's right, yeah, I took lots of pictures for the book. The book? The book we're going to publish. Oh, of course. Yeah, the book we're going to publish. Oh, I completely forgot about that. I got so wrapped up in um, dispatching of Mary Berry, I completely forgot about the book. Yeah. I, I think it was kind of like quite good the way we uh, we went in there with the the, the punishment. In, in kind of like Zodiac style, it was kind of like a punishment befitting the crime. Hmm. Drawing lots of Zodiac symbols on her face and... Uh... And she, she did, uh, actually ended up passing away from ink poisoning, didn't she? Yeah. I knew I should have, well, I feel a little bit bad about, I should have picked up some non-toxic markers on the way over. Hey-ho. Yeah. It was quite funny. Que sera, sera. <laughs> Quite funny seeing her as a minstrel, covered in like <laughs> a biro pen. Right, well, um, not only have we uh, cracked and solved the case of the Zodiac Killer, which has been an open case for 30, 40, 50 years, hmm. we've also uh, doled out some justice to the perpetrator. That's right. I think, I, I think we should maybe leave... The uh, the kind of like the helpers, the goons out of it, um, mainly because I like the Chuckle Brothers a lot. Great fun, they're always fun- great fun. They're yeah. funny, those two yeah. lads. Yeah, they're good. Just leave, let them off. Yeah, I, th- I think the we got the ringleader. That's the main thing. They'll just be running in circles now, anyway, without her. Mm. So I mean, um, this has been another episode of the Crime Fighting ma- Mailbox Rose Gallery. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can people reach us? Oh, they can reach us uh, lots of places. They can reach us at mailbox rogues all one word that's our twitter handle or you can reach us by email mailbox rogues gallery at gmail.com lovely listen to us on itunes on podbean on youtube, YouTube. i knew that one. Oh. Mm. all right okay well anything more to say on the matter of the zodiac killer nothing more a job well done i was going to say those exact words job well done a job well done maybe next time we can have a look at jack the ripper or some other unsolved crime yeah, going to be a bit harder to dole out the justice, but um, worth cracking the case anyway. Yeah, for sure. All right, thanks for listening. Well, oh. I, I've been participating. <laughs> I've not, I've not been listening. But I wasn't um... talking to you. But yeah, thanks very much for listening. You really take everything I say on board. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, you gotta, you kind of give a bit of back and forth. Yeah, mm. and uh, I've been Sean. I've been James or Birch. Toodles. Toodle doo. <laughs>